This is Radio Influence. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode 75. We are on the air. I'm Valor President Tim Loy. As always, joined by my co-host, Ed Cap tonight. Alan Poole makes his return to the show as well. Ed, how's it going, my man? Doing great. It's fun. How can I not be great? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Alan Poole back in the house. It is fight week in Maryville at the Shed. What's happening? Man, looking forward to it. I'm doing well. Haven't been to the Shed in, what, six months? Uh, it's been more like... Four, I think, four but or three, maybe four months, but it, yeah, it's it, it's been a minute. It'll be it should be probably a lot hotter than it was last. Oh yeah, be fun. <laughs> of course, it is fight week. Valor fights fifty two goes down this weekend, Friday night, August seventeenth at the Shed uh, as part of the Smoky Mountain Harley Davidson Complex there in Maryville, Tennessee. Great place to see a show. We're excited to be back there for our uh, second of two shows there this year. And uh, we're going to talk uh, to Caleb Miller here uh, shortly. That is part of the co-main event. Uh, he'll be taking on a very tough Logan Crowley uh, this weekend. And, of course, uh, it is fight week, so that means it'll be Pigs panel. And uh, we'll have the usual suspects join us a little bit later for our main segment, which is the Pigs panel. Um, not a lot going on this past week uh, as far as national goes, but... There were a lot of uh, regional shows. Uh, NFC 110 went down to Atlanta. Um, also, uh, Premier FC went down uh, in Kentucky. And then, of course, the M1 Global USA show was uh, in Nashville. So, uh, the for the most part, <coughs> the Valor contingent uh, was very successful on uh, the M1 Global show. I know Doug Usher came away with a win. Our 125 champ, CJ Hamilton, got a win. Um, you know, so it was a, it was a good night for, uh, for those guys. And, uh, sounds like some, some great fights overall. Um, so, uh, I guess without further ado, we will jump into our first interview of the, or our, our only interview, actually, since we have a picks panel that usually takes up a little bit more time, but, uh, let's go ahead and jump into our first interview. On the line, we have undefeated amateur mixed martial arts prospect in the lightweight division, Caleb Miller, joining us out of KMAA. He is fighting in the co-main event this weekend at Valor Fights 52 in Maryville, taking on a tough Logan Crowley. How's it going tonight, Caleb? Great, man. Come late. We appreciate you taking a few minutes of your time to talk to us, and I know it's fight week, so you're right in the middle of that weight cut, so we won't keep you too long. Uh, before we get into uh, this fight, uh, you're coming off of uh, a win that you picked up out in uh, Lebanon um, at another event here just a couple months ago. That that runs you up to three and zero now. Uh, before we get into this fight, uh, recap that one for us. Um. Oh man, I had fun with that one. Uh, I really want to understand a little bit. I didn't really. I haven't had anybody try to stand with me yet, and I went in with the mindset, you know, I'm going to keep it on the feet. Um. I threw. <laughs> One combination, landed the first punch on him, dropped the guy, um, and then it was pretty much over from there. I ended up taking his back about two minutes in and finished him with a sub about two and a half minutes in. 
Well, now you, like I said, you moved to three and zero. Certainly, this win will have some title implications. Uh, stepping up your level of competition a little bit this time with uh, a very tough Logan Crowley. He's actually coming off of a loss to a good Michael Douglas, but uh, still a handful. A guy that he, he's just made his. He just started this year, so he's been pretty active. He's gotten three fights in in the course of you know six months, give or take. So uh, he's a guy that has just kind of burst onto the scene. He's uh, you know still a little rough around the edges, but he's very gamey if you if you will he's, he's kind of yeah. that prototypical that prototypical like mean ginger you know so uh yeah. talk a little bit about preparation for this what we can expect out of this fight anything that you've changed or tweaked for this potential uh, for this particular matchup uh well i have seen logan i think every time but once i've seen him fight um i know obviously the guy hits like a freaking truck so <laughs> we're uh I'm going to try to be quick on my feet, you know, make sure I cut a lot of angles. Um, obviously, I'm the most comfortable on the ground still. So if we get the fight to the ground, you know, I think I'm in a pretty good place. But not really a game plan for it. Um, I'm excited to compete. Uh, I like seeing different styles. I like seeing what other people have to bring. So I'm excited for it, man. Well, like I said, this could uh, this fight will potentially have some title implications. I think Joseph Long is a fight that you know we've tried to match up with you for a couple times, and both times each one of you had you know your own reason for not being able to see that one through. So I think uh, the winner of this one, whether it be you or Logan, I think would certainly line up really nicely for uh, a, a 155 title fight with a, a fellow undefeated Joseph Long. So we'll see if, the, if that all shakes out. But of course, first. Like I said, a very tough Logan Crowley in your way first. Ed, what you got for uh, for Caleb? What are your long-term goals as a mixed martial arts, Caleb? Long-term goals. Um, man, I want to be in the UFC. I, actually, I take that back. I don't just want to be in the UFC. I want to run the lightweight division. You know, I want to go. I want to be. I don't want to be a two-division champ. I think a lot of that's pretty pretty out of the way i don't know uh the, obviously the people that have done it congrats to them that's incredible uh but i like fighting at 55 i feel comfortable at 55 um i want this to be my job you know i treat it like a job right now i train every day you know twice a day if not three times a day um i love it i love what i do i love the people i'm around I love the sport. Uh, I think the sport's just evolving and getting better and better every year. So, uh, long-term goals, I definitely want to be. I want to be in the UFC. So, we're gonna make it happen. So, you know, you've got a lot of top-notch training partners at Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, of course, under Eric Turner and Joey Zonar. Who are some of the people, you know, you've got a lot. I know, you know, Nick Gertz, guys like that that are around your size. Who are some of the guys that have been getting you ready uh, for this matchup? Man, uh, I always, pretty much every fight camp I've been in, Dre Miley is always one of the best people that helps me get ready for every fight. Um, he himself, he's a phenomenal fire. He's two and two as a pro. Um, but he is just so well-rounded. Um, he's good everywhere. Um, so he's a really good person to have in my corner. You know, he helps me a lot. He helps me fine tune a lot of things. Um, also 
uh, I don't get to work with Jason King very much, but usually in fight camp, I get to work with Jason King a little bit more. And he, his striking is just out of this world, man. So it's really good to work, uh, especially with these guys who have trained, you know, so much longer than I have. It's so much, I'm just very thankful to get the opportunity to work with them. You know, even if it's on a limited basis, they offer so much more than what I would normally get. Um, and, you know, of course, Eric's a phenomenal coach, too. So not just working with my teammates, I get a lot of extra time with Eric, which, you know, really steps up my game that much more, just getting extra time with him. Now, you know, I'll circle back a little bit because, you know, earlier you're, you said that, you know, you wanted to, to run the 155 division. And I would say that when you first debuted, uh, which is, you know, it's been a year ago now, but when you first debuted, I would have pegged you as kind of a borderline 145, 155. Like maybe you could eventually be seen at 145. You, you pretty much said just now, though, you know, you want to run 155. And I will say you've bulked up, you know, you've, noted, you've gotten noticeably bigger you know, to, uh, you know, over the past year, was that kind of the goal to uh, to just get more mass on you and more strength and just stay at 55 and just kind of ditch the idea of, uh, of maybe going to 45? Uh, absolutely. So, um, you know, coming in last year, um, I'm coming up on two years of training now. So last year, you know, I was still fairly new to everything. Um, I hadn't had much time into the gym. So, um you know, not knowing too much of where I would be at, uh, we talked about the possibility of being 45 or 55. Um, and I really like just the size most people are at 55. You know, 45, I feel like I'll be quite a bit smaller. You know, 10, 10 pounds is a lot when you're talking muscle. You know, lean mass is 10 pounds is a lot. So I feel like it would be much smaller at 45. Um, that being said, though, uh, if there's an opportunity further down in the road, you know, once we go pro or if it's a pro debut at 45, I'm not opposed to it. Um, if it's a great opportunity for me, you know, obviously Eric's decision is what goes. But if it's a good opportunity for me, I'm going to take it. Uh, but, yeah, I do. I feel great at 55. My first fight, I was kind of, you know, walking around maybe like 160, so I didn't have much weight to cut. Uh, but I've been in the gym every day. I have to eat a ton because my, my metabolism is just crazy. But, yeah, I've been bulking up for sure. I want to be as solid at 55 as I can be. Um, and I really, you know, a lot of people still might look at me and, you know, not take me very seriously size-wise because I'm pretty long. I have long muscles instead of, like, bulky, short muscles. But I, you know, I think I can compete with anybody at 55. I feel really comfortable with where I'm at. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Kev, this is Alan Poole. What's up, man? Not much, man. How are you, Alan? Doing all right, man. Hey, man, I, you have to remind me to – Danny, you said you had short, cute muscles? What, what was that? <laughs> I said I have long muscles. I got oh, long oh, muscles. Long, so, okay. uh, some people, you know, they'll have short muscles and they look just bulky. You know, they're real, real stout. Um, I have longer limbs, so my muscles are longer on my arms and legs. They don't, they're not as full 
looking, I guess, as shorter people. You know, I'm not short and stocky. I can't. Well, uh, so you are taking on a ginger, and as you know, I am a ginger. Now, do you need any specific advice, like on how to fight someone with freckles? Hey man, I got freckles too. I'm, I'm borderline, man. I'm pretty close. Pretty close yeah. to being a ginger myself. Oh, okay. See, yeah. Are you Irish by any chance? <laughs> you I don't know, man. I don't know my heritage. Okay, both y'all might just. There's gotta be some in there. Okay, I was gonna say both y'all might just lose your shit in the middle of the cage, and it would just be awesome. But I am really looking forward to this fight, man. And good luck to you. I appreciate it, man. So you know, Caleb, one more before we before we go. Uh, you know, you made your debut uh, in this in this venue, right? Roughly about a year ago. It's been a hair over, but uh, so you've been there. You've been through uh, the you know it's an outdoor venue. There's some uh, factors that play in with uh, the humidity, uh, maybe the sun more so. In your first time, you're the co-main event this time, so the sun will be yeah will be down. So that'll be nice. Talk a little bit about the venue, and uh, it, you know you've got a good uh, you know good history there. You got fight of the night in your debut there. Uh, it's a tough guy from Killer Bees. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about the, about the venue and kind of, you know, the vibe there. Oh, man. Uh, the shed is probably, uh, you know, I've been to a lot of fights. Not not competed that much, but, you know, I've been to a lot of fights with other people from our gym. You know, I've got to see a lot of other venues. And the shed is just so unique. Uh, it's so upbeat. You know, there's so many different types of people there. It's a a super cool place, like you said, with it being outdoors. Um, you know, they got all kinds of stuff there. They have um, like a bar area where you can eat. They're smoking meat out there all the time. They have like the bike rallies that go off um, right before the main event, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, it's loud. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, I think it's an awesome place to fight. Um, I love the crowd there. It's, you know, everybody there wants to watch people fight. You know, it's not a it's not a boring place to fight. Everybody there is excited. Not just the fighters, the crowd is excited. They're there to see action. You know, most of the time, I feel like the amateurs deliver every time we're there. Yeah, this is one of these uh, one of these cards where you know it could fly under the radar somewhat, but there are some sneaky good matchups I think that are really going to deliver for this crowd and. Uh, and yours uh, really kind of, uh, in my opinion, is uh, the one not to miss because there, I don't see any way that this fight goes that it's not exciting. So uh, definitely it, it, it encourage people to check it out for sure this Friday night. I'm going to let you uh, have the mic, man. Give some shout outs where they're due. Any kind of sponsor love you got, I'm going to let you have it. All right. So uh, first off, I'd like to shout out all my coaches and teammates, Eric Turner, Joey Zonar. Shamir Pashewa, everybody at KMAA, I love you guys. Thank you so much for pushing me, training with me every day, and just helping me be a better person. Um, I would like to shout out my newest sponsor, uh, Ray at PTTU. He's a physical therapist that is mobile. So if you guys need a physical therapist, he's very knowledgeable. He not only works on you, but he will come and he will teach you things to keep your body working right so you don't have to depend on him. Uh, really glad to be working with him. Uh, we just just made an agreement recently, so I'm very excited to see what me and him are going to get to do. Um, my very first sponsor, they take great care of me. 
Carswell LLC. They're out in Newport, Tennessee. If you guys need a car, they're awesome people. They'll work with you. It doesn't matter if you have bad credit, good credit. You know, they're they're just great people. Uh, if you guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, just search for Caleb Miller MMA Fighter. That is my uh, public, it's a public page on there. Instagram, Caleb underscore Miller. And same thing on Twitter. You can just search Caleb Miller MMA and you'll find me on there. Caleb Miller returns to the Valor Fights cage this Friday night, August 17th, in the co-main event, taking on Logan Crowley at the Shed in Maryville. Be sure to check it out and follow him on social media for all things Caleb Miller as he continues his rise up the ranks at 155 pounds. Thanks again for the time, Caleb. Can't wait to see you in action this weekend. Thanks, guys. Now, on to our main portion of the program. It is time for the Pigs panel, and it is brought to you by uh, National Top Roller. I keep wanting to say Tennessee Top Roller, but it is now National Top Roller. They just had their event this past weekend. Want to catch back up with Dustin Cobble and see how that went. They're getting ready for another big team championship that we'll learn more about in the coming weeks. But thank you to uh, National Top Roller for uh, sponsoring the Picks panel. Of course, uh, we are coming off the picks from Bauer Fox 51, which uh, we are going to have to get back to you on the actual records of uh, the picks panelists for that. But I just to kind of as a, as a vague overview, uh, Mark Laws and Billy uh, Swanson are at the top of the heap uh, as of now with um, with Alan Sawyer and Jeff Hobbs. Uh, all very, very close. Everyone is within uh, three points at the very furthest uh, away. And so it, it's still up for grabs. Of course, we have uh, adjusted our scoring to where now uh, the panelists may pick a uh, uh, the method and uh, be, get a bonus point. But yeah, they have to pick the winner in order for that method uh, bonus point to, to count. So um, without further ado, we will jump into uh, this card. We will let Ed uh, kind of uh, be our moderator of sorts. And uh, we've had picks uh, phoned in by Sawyer Rich and Jeff Hobbs, who were unable to be with us this evening. However, we do have Alan Poole, Mark Laws, and Billy Swanson all on the line. B- B- Billy Swanson, big sexy. How, 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 how have you been since last we spoke uh, in picking for Valor 51? Uh, I've been good, man. I've just been training, trying to get my weight back down. Uh, actually, right before y'all called, I was forcing myself some rabbit food because uh, – Apparently, that's the way you got to lose weight now. Ah, all right. And also, Mark Laws, of course, back with us, getting ready for another fight week. We had you on last week, Mark, getting ready for the M1 Global event, which uh, sounds like it was a lot of fun. Uh, how are you? I'm doing great, Jim. It was a, it was a good time down in uh, Nashville, but I'm ready for big boy shows again. I'm ready to get back from Valor 52. Well, this is a sneaky car. This is one that has probably flown under the radar for a lot of people, but I think there's going to be some fights that really deliver um, a lot of excitement. And, uh, that's generally the case with these uh, shed shows. You know, everybody really kind of ups their game, and they've got a good lively crowd there that uh, that pro- that provides a good spark for for action. So, uh, without further ado, Ed, um, let's uh, let's get this thing rolling. Yes, sir. First fight of the night. Brought to you by Thunder Roads Magazine, 130-pound catchweight Muay Thai fight. Blake Randall making his debut out of AKB against Wex, Wes Sexton of North Knox. <coughs> How do you pronounce that? Ishinru. 
Well, uh, you know, as is usually the case, we will begin uh, the card with the juniors. Always uh, a good a good way to kick off the action. Uh, the, uh, the we've got two debuts here, so it's really hard hard to say as as usual. But uh, I'm, I'm, they're both coming from great camps. You've got Blake Randall, uh, who is making his debut out of the American Killer Bees camp in Cleveland, coached by David Robbins, and uh, you know they're Thai specialist, and, and and David's really high on this kid. And, uh, and is excited about uh, what he can do. So uh, he'll be taking on Wes Sexton, also making his debut out of the highly touted uh, Team NKI. That's North Knox Ish and Rue uh, in, uh, in North Knoxville. And, uh, of course, coached by Greg and Brandon McMahon, and they're going to have more of, a, more of a karate base, I would, I would guess. So, you know, two, uh, two, two young, uh, young bucks. Uh, you know, these, are, these guys are only, you know, 12, 13 years old. They're, they're, they're not, you know, older teens, if you will. But uh, I have a feeling they're going to bring it. Billy, who you got? Uh, well, you definitely know I'm going with my boy Blake. I would just like to say Blake's got some karate. Uh, I definitely have showed him some Saudi karate. Oh, and, some Saudi uh, karate. <laughs> no, Blake, Blake, honestly, the kid hits hard. He trains hard. Uh, he's quite the athlete. And um, I mean, he, he definitely, he's, he's coming to put a whooping on section. I think Blake wins by TKO. Alan? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Billy, did I? I took some footage of Blake Randall when I was there. Did, was that him that I was? I remember it was someone really young. Yeah, it was the beautiful little blonde-haired boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm yeah I'm going with Blake Randall. Uh, man, I, he's I think TKO as well. Mark. Oh, there's no question for me. I'm taking Blake by, uh, I'd say third round stoppage. Tim, how did uh, Rich and Jeff see it? Sawyer Rich, uh, he takes uh, Blake Randall, uh, and he takes him by stoppage, TKO. And Jeff Hobbs also takes Blake Randall, but he has gone off in another direction and takes a decision. So there is a potential... For some separation, but we've got it five to nothing. It looks like overall for Blake uh, Randall, but with one uh, one person uh, deferring on the uh, the method. Second part of the night, sponsored by Kevin Dyke, our realtor friend, pits Peyton Hughes, making his debut against John Cotavilla, also making his debut at a Shield Systems. Uh, Peyton out of four seasons. Tim, what do you got? Uh, well, I will preface by saying, obviously, that first fight will the with the, with the juniors they will wear headgear. Uh, so uh, just to to put that out there, this this fight will also be uh, a novice amateur uh, rules, and so they will also be wearing headgear. Uh, this fight at 200 pounds, as you mentioned, we got Peyton Hughes. He's out of four seasons in Lexington, Kentucky. We've had several fighters out of that uh, camp come through the ranks over the years. They're always tough. They're always game. They're always ready. Uh, other than that, not much is known about him. He is 1-0 in MMA, but this is his tie debut. Of course, taking on John Cotavilla, another guy that we just don't know much about. He, it's his first fight in any range, but being out of shield systems, um, uh, he is uh, going to be well-trained by Ben Harrison and Amy Coleman and the gang there. Um, you know, they don't they don't send people out that, that, uh, that haven't put the time in. And so, 
it's a mystery here between two really good uh, camps. You know, who knows what's going to happen? Mark, how do you see this one going down? I, this is a tough one for me, man. It's uh, It really is because, I don't know, the, the headgear kind of thing kind of changes everything with me. Like, I want to change my first one back to go to the decision. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with uh, Hughes. By decision? Okay. Uh, likely. <laughs> Alan? Yes, I'm going, with, I'm going with that. <laughs> okay. Alan, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Shield, uh, Knoxville base here. So I think I know who John is, but when I see him, then I'll know for sure. <laughs> stoppage or decision? Oh, um, stoppage. Billy? Uh, I don't really know much about either one of them, but... Uh... I didn't know about shield systems, and their guys usually come ready to fight. So I'll say uh, John Codzilla. Uh, and them being 200 pounds, they're going to be heavy hitters, I think. So I'm going to go stoppage. Tim, how did Jeff and Rich uh, see this? So Billy said uh, said Codzilla by stoppage? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Sawyer Rich, um, he says uh, Codzilla also, um, also by stoppage. And uh, Jeff Hobbs says Coda Villa by decision. So, again, it's um, – um, we've got – well, no, Mark went with Hughes. I thought we had a sweep. But uh, – no, so we got some different – some differing uh, opinions out here. Third Friday night brought to you by the Valor Hour 165-pound advanced Muay Thai catchweight fight. Cody Lindor out of uh, Striker Fight Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, trying to get back to 500. It's Jonathan Ace Romines of National Martial Arts in Knoxville. Tim? You know, this will be our first of our advanced rules. Uh, so these guys will not be wearing the headgear. Um, we've got Cody Linder. It'll be the first time he's competed with us. He's, I think he's competed for the NFC down there a few times and maybe some other promotions. He is willing to and comes out of a, a good camp there, Striker Fight Center in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, our good friend Annie uh, DiCrescente out of that camp, and they always bring good, solid fighters, Jason Wolf and the like. Uh, he will be taking on uh, Jonathan Ace Romines, who uh, formerly known as Jonathan Mooneyham to the uh, uh, to the fans out there. This is also his Thai debut, but he has got a lot of MMA experience. He's got at least 12 probably MMA fights, but it's his Thai debut. He'll be representing Dustin Koppel's National Martial Arts in Knoxville slash Oak Ridge. Should be a banger. I think this will be a, a good action fight. Alan, how do you see this one playing out? Well, the way I see it is you've got a guy with Ace in his name, and anyone to call themselves Ace, you got to be a badass, right? Or completely delusional. But either way, I'm comfortable with going with Ace by knockout. Ace by stoppage. Billy? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with uh, Alan on this one. Uh, I think Ace is uh, going to get the win, but I think it'll be by decision. Ace by decision for Billy. Mark? I'm going with Cody from Kennesaw Fight Center, son. Never sleep on them pools. How'd we get it done? We're probably going to go to the day afterwards. Hell, I don't know. Knockout. Knockout. <laughs> How did Sawyer and Jeff see this one, Tim? Okay, Sawyer, he went with Ace uh, Romines by TKO. Um, 
So uh, he follows suit with a couple guys there. And then uh, Jeff Hobbs, on the other hand, has gone with Cody Linder by TKO. So Hobbs and Mark uh, on Linder. Fourth fight of the night brought to you by Miller Lite. Well, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> middle, <laughs> middleweight, more advanced Muay Thai. Uh, Greg Cook trying to improve to one and one. Independent fighter out of Maryville fighting at home versus Christian Bradbury, guy making his debut of Knoxville. Tim? This is one that is is really kind of – I think this one's probably going to be awesome, actually. Greg Cook is a guy that we saw at the last Shed event. He fought um, he fought a really tough guy out of, uh, out of D3 in Caleb Frank. And I think a lot of people expected Caleb Frank to just – uh, run roughshod over over Cook, but Cook, the you know obviously uh, he ended up losing a decision, but he, he was never dropped, and he's just a, has a very awkward long style. He throws out some weird kicks. He's got it's obvious that he's done some martial arts, traditional martial arts training before, uh, and he's just tough as shit, you know. And so you can't sleep on this guy. He went all the rounds, uh, you know, with a with a highly touted prospect in Caleb Frank. And um, and it's just a really awkward style. He's from there in Maryville, too. Uh, this will be the first time that we've seen Christian Bradbury. He is a tie debut, but he's got a lot of MMA fights. He, I don't know exactly what his record is, but I think he's got probably six MMA fights. But uh, he's fought on that t- the, the, the Titans of the Cage circuit up in southwest Virginia. So he hasn't been out in this mix. So it's really kind of hard to say what we'll get out of him now representing Josh Kate. Uh, uh, everybody remember Hollywood Josh Kate. This is a Josh Kate trained fighter. So um, yeah, I, who, who knows, man? Uh, but I know Cook is tough. Mark, who you got? And I'm gonna have to go with Kate's guy on this one. So I would take him by. Oh, that's a tough one. This is Vance rules, you said. Yes. Yeah. I think he gets the decision. Bradbury by decision. Bradbury by decision. Okay. Billy? Yeah, I don't know much about either of them, but, uh, I mean, I kind of agree with Jeff Hobbs' golden rule on this. Uh, you always kind of trained in a gym. It's not best to be independent. And so uh, I think Bradbury by decision. How do you got? I'm also going with Bradbury uh, just because I like Josh Kate and – by uh, knockout. I'm, I think I'm just going to go knockout the whole way. Okay. Yeah. Well, those are a lot more fun to root for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, how did our uh, absentee voters see it? Uh, Sawyer Rich has got Bradbury by uh, stoppage, by TKO. So uh, that's uh, that's that. And then Hobbs has got Bradbury by decision. So it's a sweep for Bradbury, but it's split down the middle almost on the method. Uh, after a brief intermission, six bar of the night, uh, catch weight, uh, 150-pound MMA fight, Bud Cook. Oh, no, no, we got Case Looper. Case Looper and Andrew Sturdivant still. Oh, shit, okay. Uh, fifth fight of the night, brought to you by OEB Law, 150-pound advanced Muay Thai uh, action. Case Looper trying to improve to 2-0 and against Andrew Sturdivant. Tim? 
This one is going to be really good. Case Looper, uh, teammate of Cody Linder, um, like we said, he is fighting out of that striker fight center in Kennesaw, Georgia. So he's got a teammate on the card. He is 1-0 and in Thai, and he only does Thai. He doesn't do MMA. Uh, and this is an interesting one, and he's fighting Andrew Sturdivant out of Blaylock's uh, IMB uh, in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee area. Uh, and Andrew is making his Thai debut, but is 1-1 one and one in MMA, and he's a stud. He's he he lost his debut in a fight of the night, very close decision to Austin Coleman, which is a top prospect, and then uh, won his last fight at uh, Strike Fest, I believe it was, over Michael Valadares. So uh, he he looks like a mini Sage Northcutt. He's just shredded up and um, and very good. But he was preparing for MMA. This was originally supposed to be Andrew Sturdivant taking on Riley Klinger. Klinger had an injury, and uh, we ended up having. Uh, to play some patchwork on the card, and now Sturdivant's fighting a tie fight. It'll be the first time for it. Billy, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with my boy from Blaylock, Sturdivant. Um, actually, you're right, Tim. It was Strike Fest that he got his last win. I was actually there, and I'd picked him for that win, too. And uh, he's, he's just a good fighter, man. He, he keeps coming until the end bell, so. I'm going with start event. How's he get it done? Um, I'm going to go by it's Muay Thai, right? It is. Uh, I think I have headgear on. No, these are advanced. I'll start event by TKO. All right. That's the elbows fly. <laughs> Mark, who you got? Start event, round one, PKO. Alan? Uh, start event, KO. Tim, how do uh, Sawyer and Jeff see it? Um, all right. Well, um, uh, Jeff Hobbs, he says start event also by TKO. And uh, and Sawyer Rich uh, says start event by TKO. So all panelists say start event will finish it. We will see if that motivates uh, Mr. Case Looper to come in here and get the job done. And he's the one that has the tie experience. Six Friday the Night brought to you by All Smoky Moonshine, another great sponsor. Uh, Catchweight MMA, 150 pounds. Bud Cook, still looking for that first win. 0-5 takes on Nick Wigley, making his debut out of KMAA. Tim? Um, you know, this is a is a fight that uh, we've we've had a last minute switcheroo as well. Uh, originally supposed to be a kid named Eric Elliott uh, that had begged me for months to fight, and and he pulled. Um, and uh, and so Bud Cook has stepped in on short notice uh, to take his place. Uh, Nick Wigley is a debut at a KMAA, and he is also um, uh, runs a TTJC Taekwondo uh, school in Maryville. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see if he if he relies on you know that his base uh, is Taekwondo and we get to see a striking match or if he'll uh, take him down and and Bud Cook has had issues obviously with the uh, with submission defenses that's where he's lost a, a good bit of his of his fights but is always game though and a lot of his fights have been at a higher weight than he needs to be fighting at so this one forty five one fifty realm for him is much more ideal uh, I think if we get uh, if it's a, a striking battle it could be fun if it goes to the ground then you know the then bud is going to have to show more than he's shown alan who you got cook or wiggly well 
course, I'm going with the wiggling, 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 wiggler, wiggly, wiggly. Yeah. yeah, he's KMA here in Knoxville, right? Yes. And he's got a bitchin' name. By way of Maryville, even. Oh, by way of Maryville. Hey, man, I got, I got him. How do you got him? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, they're all KOs. TKO, KO. KOs, yeah, they're all KOs. Okay. On Friday. Why are you going wiggly or cook? Uh, I love Bud Kirk. Uh, it's just for money's sake. I'm going to wiggly this week and buy submissions. Billy? Submission. I'm going to go with w- 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 wiggly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say buy submission, Billy? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Got it. What do, uh, what, did, what did Jeff and Sawyer say to him? Um, okay, we have uh, Sawyer Rich. He says Wiggly by decision. Wiggly by decision by Sawyer Rich making a little little play here, maybe to separate himself if that happens. And then Jeff Hobbs, he actually uh, agrees uh, with the rest and says Wiggly by submission. Seventh fight of the night. Another one brought to you by Kevin Dyke, realtor. Uh, welterweight MMA action Joe Booher tries to improve to two and one against Emery Norred. Tim, the, now we start getting into the into the meat, if you will. Uh, this is this is going to be pretty good. Um, you know, Joe Booher is a guy that we've seen come out come out uh, in the past just a couple months, and uh, he debuted at the international in June, and he and he debuted against a really tough Greg Hopkins. And who proved to be too much uh, too soon. Uh, that said, no shame there. Greg Hopkins, very solid, you know, near pro level uh, opponent for his debut. Joe Boer uh, runs the Total Self, Total Self Defense Academy in Kingsport. He is a purple belt jiu-jitsu and is coming off a third round submission win uh, at Valor 51 over Robert Olin, Robbie Olin, I'm sorry. And, uh, and I believe that he had an arm bar in the third round in a really kind of close back and forth fight. So he showed the ability to kind of reach down and pull off a submission late. And, uh, and they, they were really sweaty. So he, he earned that one. Uh, Emery Norad, I saw debut at uh, Sam McAlpin's Alabama Fighting Championship. And he's a stud. Uh, he's out of Blaylock's IMB, just a just shredded up, a great athlete. I believe he is a former uh, UTC uh, moccasin uh, uh, football player, and is uh, he's just got the goods. You know, he's he showed off some some great striking in that in that fight, and that's going to be the difference, I think. Uh, you know, can Joe Booer get it down to the ground where he's a purple belt and will you know most likely have the advantage, or will he have to stay standing against a guy that is is just throwing heat? Mark, are you going Boer or Norad? I'm going to go Norad on this one. I think uh, Boer's had a little bit of trouble getting out of the ground. I think he's going to have the same trouble this time. I think he catches them hands. Billy? So TKO? Mark? No. What, 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 what yeah, Mark, 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 um, I'm actually, I'm gonna, I think, you know, Joe Booer might be able to get it to the ground because I hate to go play on my boys, but Joe Booer, uh, if I'm right, last time I picked him, he was a winner for me. So, uh, I'm gonna go with Booer and I'm gonna go with him by submission. Okay. I'm going with, uh, Booyah for the knockout. Booer with the TKO. Wow. Now that would certainly be. That if, if Booer gets no, I a said, I said, I said, I said, that's correct. 
What now? I said Boomer by commission. Yes, yes, yes. Allen's got Boomer by TKO. So I'm saying if Boomer gets a win by TKO, then that would be, I, I would be, uh, that that would be one of, I would be aghast. <laughs> <laughs> but I certainly see him having a good chance for a submission. Um, okay, so it was, uh, I'm sorry, Ed. Didn't mean to get crazy. <laughs> uh, what did Jeff and Sawyer think here? Okay, Jeff Hobbs has got Joe Booher by submission. And uh, let me see about Sawyer. Sawyer has got Emery Norred by submission. Jesse. That's almost his David. Eighth fight of the night, light heavyweight mixed martial arts action brought to you by Frankie's Body Shop. Superman, Timothy Blevins, making his debut. A debut fighter with Superman as a nickname. That's pretty good. Uh, takes on Kevin Dyke, another debut fighter. Jim? Yeah, you got to really come with it, don't you? Uh, <laughs> to live up to that one in your debut. That said, he has done tie. Uh, he fought on one of the, uh, the Electric Cowboy events we did last summer, and he lost his tie debut to a tough Corey Austin, which is uh, no shame there. Corey Austin is, is, is solid. Uh, this will be his MMA debut, and he kind of heads up his own group, this Team No Regrets in Ash County, North Carolina. And uh, he's a tough guy, you know. He's tall, strapping guy. He's uh, really uh, dialed in for this fight. I can tell he's trained really hard and is uh, taking it really seriously. So I think that, uh, you know, we'll see We'll see uh, what, he, what he brings, you know, with these debuts. You, you just never know. Uh, and he's taking on uh, another unknown, essentially, in Kevin Dyke, who is making his debut all around from uh, the North Knox Ishinru group in North Knoxville, Tennessee, under Greg and Brandon McMahon. One would uh, imagine he's going to have a, uh, a striking uh, mentality, but you never know. And uh, I think he's a guy that got a bit of a late start and uh, is just, uh, as far as his training goes, he's not a lifelong you know, uh, martial artist or, or a guy that's trained for a long time. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. At, at 2.05, though, I think that we, we'll get some fireworks either way. Billy, who gets it done? Um, well, my question is, is, how can you be called Superman and Team No Regrets? I'm going with Superman, but I don't understand how you can be Superman and be a debut. <laughs> I was wondering that myself. I mean, it just kind of confuses me. Like, I thought you got your nickname as time went. But I'm going with Superman and they're a light heavyweight, so they're going to drop some bombs. Let's go with K-O-T-K-O. Mark, Superman or Dyke? I'm going to go Superman Blevins on this one. By TKO. Alan? Yeah, man, I, I'm really curious to see. It sounds like, like a comic book matchup, like Superman versus a Dyke. You know what I mean? So, but I'm going, I'm going with uh, the Dyke. Uh, TKO? TKO, yeah, yeah. They're all knockouts. Yeah. Is it, is it derogatory if you refer to him as the Dyke? I don't think so. Potentially, I don't know. I guess we'll find out <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Billy, you better be there to protect me. <laughs> I got you, Alan. I'll, I'll keep you safe. Oh, let's see here. How does Sawyer and Jeff see it? 
Um, well, uh, Jeff Hobbs says Timothy Blevins, Superman by TKO, and Hobbs, I'm sorry, Sawyer says the opposite, and he says Kevin Dyke by TKO. Everybody sees a TKO, and it's split. So, well, th- we should see some movement in the standings on some of these. Next up, ninth fight of the night, brought to you by Thunder Roads Magazine, lightweight MMA action, Taylor Wilson, making his debut against Steve and Tanner, also making his debut. Tim? Uh, this is, uh, this one is one where we don't know much about one, but we've seen the other several times. Taylor Wilson making his debut. Uh, he is with his own group in Knoxville called different breed fight team. I don't know a whole lot more about him other than that. He looks like he's in good shape from his pictures. Uh, and he'll be taking on, uh, Steven Tanner, a guy also making his MMA debut, but he's had, you know, five, six tie fights, um, uh, fighting out of Terry Bullman's kickboxing crowd. My God, Knoxville. Uh, Tanner is very tough. He's a great striker and has, uh, in, even in, in, in even in his losses, he has given his opponent a hell of a fight. He, he's not a guy that's ever been stopped, um, and he's fought really tough competition. Uh, now, once we introduce the ground game to things, well, you know, we'll see if he's got if he's got the goods there as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm interested and excited to see uh, both these guys debut. Mark. Yeah, I gotta take Tanner by TKO. Billy, I'm gonna go with. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Tanner. I think Tanner's gonna get uh, TKO. Alan, who gets the knockout? Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this fight. I like Tanner. You know, I see him here in Knoxville from time to time, and man, he's doing the MMA thing for the first time. So uh, I'm going with Tanner knockout. But uh, man, I, I'm looking forward to this fight. Uh, Tim, what do uh, what do Sawyer and Jeff say? Both agree with Stephen Tanner. However, Sawyer agrees with everyone else and says Stephen Tanner by TKO, whereas Jeff Hobbs says Stephen Tanner by submission. Maybe you want to show off those ground skills. Tenth fight of the night, brought to you by Frankie's Body Shop, mixed martial arts in the middleweight division. Joseph James Arden makes his debut against Rodrigo Martinez, a guy we've seen a bit more of, trying to improve to two and one. Tim? Not a lot known about uh, Joseph James Arden. He is uh, new on the scene, but uh, he's got a good uh, crowd base that's coming to support him there from Maryville. And he is, uh, you know, I believe he has a military background. I've met him a couple times now, just with tickets and whatnot. He is a, a strapping, uh, in shape, athletic, confident guy. He uh, is, there's no doubt in his mind he's going to come in here and he's going to shine. There's no shortage of confidence. Uh, his opponent, Rodrigo Martinez, we've seen a couple times. Uh, he was fighting out of a, a smaller gym, and I, the, I can't, the, the, the team name escapes me now because he was the only other guy to come out of there. But I want to say it was like a maybe a Krav Maga-type school. Uh, and he came out and he debuted last April at Valor 42, and, uh, and he got a win uh, by submission in that fight. But then uh, he came back and fought at the shed, actually, last year, and he, he took on a very tough Casey Peel and, uh, and lost that one. And since, he has moved to KMAA and is working with Frankie Padilla, of course, at Frankie's Body Shop. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how his change in training has uh, um, has uh, made him evolve because he was already very, I mean, he was raw in those first two fights, but you could see 
he was going to be dangerous and had a lot of potential. So now, under the tutelage of uh, Eric Turner, Joey Zonar, and of course, uh, Frankie Padilla on the strength and conditioning, we'll be interested to see if that has made a, a big difference uh, and if he can overcome uh, a very determined and confident Joseph James Arden. Alan, who's getting knocked out? Um, I'm going with Rodrigo on this one, just since he, he's been over at KMAA. I'm pretty sure I saw the first day he was over there. So it's been a little while since he's been there. Going Rodrigo knockout. Mark, who you got? Hey, Rodrigo Martinez, my KO. Billy? Hmm. See, you know, I don't, it sucks not knowing much about this James Jordan because, you know, him coming from the military, he could be tough guy or should be a tough guy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Rodrigo, but I'm going to go with decision. I think the guy's military background is going to make him be able to tough it out at least. Tim or, or Jeff or Sawyer giving giving the new guy a, a shot here? Um, well, yes and no. <laughs> uh, both guys took Rodrigo. However, Sawyer says Rodrigo by decision. And uh, Jeff is saying Rodrigo by submission. I mean, his beats getting knocked out. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> 11 fight of the night brought to you by Coors Light in the welterweight division uh, mixed martial arts action Fred Harvey making his debut against Tevin Bad Time Brown uh, do you think do you think he's going to follow in the footsteps of his uncle Tevin uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson Tim well, you know that remains to be seen those are those are big uh, steps to follow you know uh, he I, you know that's one of the greatest of all time you know uh, but Tevin has certainly looked good uh, up till now let's say that you know and I think uh, this is going to be a, a good test for him uh, Fred Harvey even though it is his debut uh, his is a lifelong guy that's trained uh, for for several years and i believe his uh his specialty is going to be on the ground he comes out of shelbyville uh a jiu-jitsu academy uh and i believe they also do karate there as well but I, but i know that he, he travels to nashville and travel and trains with nashville mma when he can um so i i he, and he's very confident and he knows that tevin is a is a top prospect and he wouldn't have it. He doesn't. He didn't want to fight a bum in his debut. He wanted to fight somebody solid, and so it wasn't uh, hard at all to get him on board for this fight. He's he's ready and and uh, and prepared for for a very tough fight. Tevin Brown, uh, of course, coming off a decision win over a very tough Trevor Peak, who who beat Greg Hopkins. Uh, so that makes Tevin's win even more impressive. Um, and so he's been in the fire. He's been in there with tough guys already. And, uh, and uh, I, you know, I expect to see the best Tevin Brown we've seen uh, as of yet. So, uh, again, a, a good feature fight that uh, both these guys are, are confident and ready to, ready to go. Billy, how can you bet against uh, Rampage's nephew? Well, you know, I wish I knew more about Fred because Fred sounds like a tough guy. And honestly, Rampage lost on the ground, bro. So, I mean, <laughs> if he's anything like his uncle, he's going to get choked out. But uh, if he's not, he's going to drop a bomb and sleep him. So, I'm going with Tevin Badman Brown, a bad time. And I think it's going to be a decision. I think that'll be actually a good fight. Mark? I, too, am taking Tevin Brown by decision. Alan, who you got? 
Tevin Brown by knockout. Tim, what did uh, what did Sawyer and Jeff say about this one? Actually, Sawyer and Jeff both agree with Allen and say Tevin Brown by TKO slash KO. So Mark and Billy both say decision, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Co-main event of the night brought to you by Kevin Dyke, Realtor. Big lightweight fight, Logan Crowley. Trying to improve to three and one. Bounce back from his first year loss. Taking on Caleb Miller, guy we just spoke with. Uh, Undefeated prospect out of KMAA. Tim? You know, this one is going to be good. This is my pick for fight of the night uh, right here. And I think that uh, you've got two very different different styles, if you will, here. Uh, Logan Crowley uh, burst on the scene early this year. This will be his uh, fourth fight already. Came out and beat uh, Julius uh, bowling in Julius's hometown in the main event with a big uh, armbar out of nowhere. Uh, he uh, then uh, came back and, and fought at the shed just this past show uh, that we did at the shed in April and had another big knockout. Now, this last fight he had, though, at the International, uh, he is coming off of a loss. And that uh, that fight was against uh, Mike Douglas. And he uh, he was giving up a lot of experience there and he, he got submitted. So, uh, you know, he, he's facing Caleb Miller undefeated at a KMAA, one of their top young prospects in their amateur ranks. And uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, the fight stays standing. I think it's going to be awesome. I think uh, Crowley has shown more, you know, just pop and power. Uh, and he's just such a just a game guy. He's a he's a natural fighter. However, uh, you know, he got submitted in that last fight in, in KMA has uh, such good uh, groundwork. And uh, so that's going to be that's going to be a challenge for him. That said, you know, I put a couple different opponents out there on the table for Logan. Logan only wanted the very best opponent that he could get. He wants to test himself, you know, and, and so he, he wanted this fight with Caleb Miller because he knew that that would be the toughest uh, test for him. And uh, side note, he has been up. I think his job has taken him up to Ohio. So he has been training in Finley, Ohio with Team Demolition, which is a solid team uh, for the past few weeks. So he has been getting good solid training. Alan, who's getting knocked out? Well, it's not going to be Caleb Miller. I can tell you that right now because I'm friends with him and my friends never get knocked out. So <laughs> going with Caleb Miller uh, via knockout. Billy? Man, man, man. Oh, God, this is a tough decision because Caleb Miller coming from KMA, like you said, you know, I called the last one. I called, you know, Crowley was going to get upset by submission. But this one really is tough. Is Team Demolition where Steve trains? Um, no, that's strong style. Um... I mean, I don't really know much about Team Demolition, but uh, I know a lot about KMAA. And actually, I'll be up there next weekend for KMAA Fest. Uh, So let's go with Caleb Miller by sub. Mark? Man, my horse is Logan Crowley. My brain says Caleb. Uh, I'm going Caleb by submission. Tim, how did Sawyer and, and Jeff see it? Uh, Jeff Hobbs also says Caleb uh, Miller by submission. And Sawyer Rich, uh, who I know to be a big Logan Crowley fan, goes with Logan Crowley by TKO. 
trying to make a move. Yep, absolutely. That could happen too. Absolutely. <laughs> Finally, the main event of the night, 13th and final fight, Smoky, brought to you by Smoky Mountain Harley Davidson for the vacant Valor Fights Cruiserweight Amateur title. Uh, undefeated Chad Finnerty trying to improve to 2-0 against Charles Philpot. He was leading him in the experience uh, category. Five wins, one loss. Tim, how do you see this one? This one is interesting. You know, this will be the first time that we have crowned a cruiserweight champion. Uh, so we're having a 225-pound champion for the first time. So that's cool. Um, this one is is misleading in the records because, like, when it comes to like life experience, it's the exact opposite. Chad, the freak, Finnerty, out of Black Lion Studios, Henniger, Alabama, trained with Sam McAlpin and the gang. He is a former Division One wrestler of Purdue, where he wrestled alongside John Fitch. And he uh, has got outstanding wrestling and throws. We I saw his debut at the uh, Alabama Fighting Championship last month. And uh, he is just a – has relentless top pressure. Now, now here is the thing. He was fighting under restricted amateur rules in Alabama where they can't ground and pound to the head, which really kind of tied him up as a wrestler that was getting takedowns, but then really wasn't able to work a lot of damage from the top. So it led to uh, some stalemates, if you will, that were that may not have been there had he been able to actually, you know, punch to the head to advance, et cetera. So uh, he's taking on Charles Philpot, also a wrestler, uh, a guy that we've seen several times. He just fought on Valor 51, and he picked up a, a pretty dominant win over uh, Cal Gill, who is a KMAA heavyweight. So uh, Philpot, as we've said, is one of the more unassuming fighters you're going to run across. He is a short, uh, stout fellow and uh, quite quite cordial and pleasant. But uh, but he is deceiving, and I mean he will kick your ass. And so uh, he's got like, great wrestling. He's got youth on his side. He's got more MMA experience. But again, Chad Finnerty uh, has that uh, Division One wrestling background. Like I said, he wrestled with John Fitch at Purdue, and that is Phil Potts' strength as well. So it makes for a really interesting fight. Mark, who takes home the the belt? Oh man, you had to go first with me. <laughs> Listen, I'm probably the well, the only guy picking that loves both these guys intimately. You just, you know, I got to wrap both, wrap them both. I hope they both win. Let's put it that way. If I'm in with anything, I go with just sheer size. And in that capacity, I think Stenardy probably gets the edge on him. And I think his wrestling might be the difference in it. Plus, I mean, Phil Puff's in nursing school right now. He's got a lot of shit going on, man. And so I'm leaning Stenardy for this one. Bye. Hey, TK. Oh, wow. Alan? Yeah, I like that that Phil Pot kid, man. He's, he's got kind of like his own unique style to him, or whatever. You know, like I don't even know how to put it, but he's a character, man. I like. I hope he wins. Uh, I'm going with the uh, Phil Pot. Okay. Is it my turn? Yes, sir. All right. Um, you know, yeah, I'm right there with Mark. This is a tough one to call because uh, Chad's a nice guy. You know, I'm friends with Sam and all them. But I'm also friends with uh, Team Cole and Team Fast up there, you know, Philpott and all those guys. But <clears throat> now I have to go with Philpott, honestly. I think Philpott's going to be able to pull this one out from experience and the youth. Um, and one thing I know is uh, when you have two wrestlers come together, there's usually not that much crap on it. It's usually a lot of overheads. So I'm going with Philpott. <laughs> 
by KO. Tim, how did Sawyer see this one, and how did Jeff? Uh, how did Jeff pick? They both say the same thing. Uh, one not so pl- one uh, one in more PC terms, I guess. Uh, Jeff Hobbs has got uh, Phil Pot by TKO, and Sawyer has got Phil Pot by ass whooping, which I'm going to translate to TKO. Like a decision, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he should have been more specific, I suppose, but I'm going to translate that to TKO. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you might have felt bought by split decision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that, that that does it for our picks panel. We will see how all this how all this uh, shakes out. Of course, this weekend at Valor Finds 52, it will be going down at the shed in Maryville, Tennessee. Don't miss it. And uh, again, that's Friday, August the 17th. And I'm uh, fully anticipating a lively night of MMA and Muay Thai action. Thanks again to all of our panelists for taking the time out to do the Picks panel this evening. Thanks again to the sponsor of the Picks panel, National Top Roller. And thanks to my co-host, Ed Cap as well. This has been episode number 75 of the Valor Hour. I'm Tim Loy, over and out. We'll talk next week. For more information on upcoming events, visit ValorFights.com or find them at ValorFights on both Facebook and Twitter. This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. This is a Landry football with Chris Landry. Quick fix on Radio Influence. This should not have happened. Only time something like this should happen is if a young man, after thorough evaluations, physicals, something wasn't uncovered, dropped dead of a, of a heart attack with no warning sign whatsoever. Sometimes we... we you can't do everything. But in terms of heat exhaustion, in terms of anything related to that, that is the easiest thing in the world to notice and respond to. And they dropped the ball here. And dropping the ball is an awful way to phrase it. They were culpable in a young man's death because they were irresponsible. Okay, so the trainers didn't speak up if the coaches were pressuring them. Coaches' fault, trainers' fault. Athletic director's fault for not being aware, not being involved, not being on top of it. This is not just an abuse or a situation. This is a young man died as a result of we're going to show how we're going to coach and we're going we're gonna to make this tough. That is despicable. And it shows you, as I've always said, there are a lot of people in this profession is a long-time coach. They don't know how to coach. They don't know how to deal with people. Chris Landry brings you Landry football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and, of course, RadioInfluence.com. 